Boom. We're back in it. All right. Welcome to the first episode of the DC Podcast in 2019. We've been plotting. We've been scheming. We've been planning. 2019 is going to be the best year ever. New year, new you. That's really probably not true at all. We've done no planning, no, no plotting, no scheming. I also have no plans to change myself. <laughs> Basically, yes. All right. But our plan that we do have is to continue going through this series on social justice. That's right. And now we're actually going to talk about the word justice. Mm -hmm. So we've been beating around the bush a little, building up to some more focused discussions on some of the key terms in this debate, yeah. you could call it. And yeah. now justice is on the menu. We're going to look at biblically. Yeah. What does that word mean? How does scripture define that word? Because we talked about definitions. Yeah. And we said there are some sort of non-negotiable definitions. Yeah, that's right. We got to look at what God's word says this word means. Yeah, that's right. Now, the, 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 the words in English that we use to describe those concepts and principles may be somewhat fluid, mm -hmm. right? But insofar as possible, if there's the word justice in the Bible and it means a certain thing in the Bible, we want to have our English word that means that communicate that same principle generally. Fair? So, yeah, sounds fair. Okay. So let's start with a tremendously vague definition Ooh. from Oxford Dictionary. You had me at tremendous. <laughs> hey. The quality of being fair and reasonable. The quality of being fair and reasonable. The quality of being fair and reasonable. That is pretty vague. It's very vague. Yeah. Who says what fair is? Right. I don't think it's fair that you look better than me. That's not just. Look at your hair. Look at those cheekbones. You're being unreasonable. <laughs> That's true. All right. There are two words in Hebrew that refer to... No, no, no. I messed that up. <laughs> there, in English, we have the word justice. In Hebrew, there are two words that are often translated as justice right. in your Old Testament. Got it. Okay. okay. Uh, at the outset, I don't really know how to pronounce them very well. Okay. Mishpat. 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 And the other one, Tesedeka. No. Tesedeka. No. Tesedeka. Tesedeka is closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of them is translated as justice most often. Right. The other one is translated as righteousness mm. most often. So should we just take them one at a time? Yeah. Let's start with Mishpat. Okay. Mishpat. Yes. You you probably also say Pakistan, don't you? And, mm. and uh, I served in Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Al-Qaeda. Okay. <laughs> it occurs 200 times in the Old Testament. Okay. And here's the most basic definition, treating people equitably, right? Uh, Tim Keller helpfully gives, I think, probably a more full definition. It's giving people what they are due, whether punishment, protection, or care. Hmm. Giving people what they're due, yeah. punishment, protection, and care. Punishment, protection, or care. Okay. Okay. So... When it's used punitively, like as far as punishment, uh, it means acquitting or punishing every person on the merits of the case, regardless of social status or ethnicity or tribal affiliation, right? I don't want to say race. I think that applies today in a modern, modern America, but I think it would be a bit anachronistic to kind of put that back on the on on you know, during the times of the Bible. But mm -hmm. yeah, so like if there's a criminal case that's going to come before me, I'm going to do mishpat. I'm going to bring justice here. If I just evaluate uh, the evidence from the case as it stands before me and I don't give any favoritism to the prosecutor or the defendant based off of any number of different things. Right. Color it's of an, your skin, blah, blah, blah. It's an impartial assessment of, of what happened, who was wrong, mm -hmm. and then 
forgiving to the person who or or if anything was wrong if anything was wrong yeah. right and should you find something wrong uh justice would be rendering a a verdict a punishment according to the deed according to the crime yeah. i'm thinking uh, an eye for an eye yeah you know being you know you don't you don't punish very severely a very minor that's right crime you, yeah. the punishment should fit the crime yeah that's right that was actually a protection for people in the ancient world right yeah, yeah. okay so that would be justice in yeah. the in the penal sense yeah that's right so uh there are other examples about it in the in the sort of judgment you know this may not be criminal but it may be civil as well mm -hmm. you give justice so uh what i i love scripture man i love when it does stuff like this exodus 23 3 don't show favor to the poor man in a lawsuit hmm. a lawsuit comes before you and you're a bunch of israelites you were slaves for hundreds of years, you know that as you know, a history of being poor people, you're inclined to side with other poor people, whether they're right or wrong. Right. And so God says, don't do that. Hmm. That's very countercultural. Very countercultural. That's not uh, typically how we see people think these days. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you have to recognize that if you're part of a particular tribe, whether that tribe has lighter skin or darker skin, more money or less money, shared history, that you're going to be inclined to kind of skew the evidence and render an unjust verdict just to go with your people, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, the other one, just three verses later, Exodus 23, 6, you shall not deny justice to the poor in their lawsuit. Okay, you shall not deny the mishpat in their lawsuit which okay. would be showing favoritism to someone who's wealthy that's right in that lawsuit yeah so i just i love the balance right mm -hmm. uh we don't do justice if if we show favoritism to the poor or to the rich right we just have to render what's true based off of the evidence before us okay uh, another example deuteronomy nineteen fifteen: you must not pervert justice you must show part excuse me <laughs> you must not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the rich same thing. Yeah. That's twice. It's very important. Okay. Uh, you are to judge your neighbor fairly. Okay. Deuteronomy one seventeen. Show no partiality in judging. Hear both small and great alike. Do not be intimidated by anyone, for judgment belongs to God. So just the same principle um, elucidated several times. It's, yeah, the same principle, which is a biblical principle, we see reflected commonly in our own justice system. Um, I think it's. I think we forget often in America that our the principles of our system of justice, though though it plays out very imperfectly yeah, often. Yeah. The principles there are meant to be uh, fair and equitable and yeah. just, and yeah. those principles come largely from Scripture. Sure. So the sure. idea that justice is blind. You know, you think of the the statue of the personification of justice. You know, the lady holding the scales. I don't have to think about it. I got a tattoo. You got a tattoo. You need to touch that thing up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so uh, justice being blind, yeah. meaning there's an impartiality assumed when you walk into the court. That's right. That no matter who you are, where you come from, how much wealth you have, what color you are, you will be treated based on facts and evidence and objectivity rather than your, you know, your social group yeah. or wh however you identify yourself. Yeah. Um, and scripture clearly says on both sides, this yeah. is true. Yeah. And and this can be played out, you know, it doesn't have to be in a courtroom. It could mm -hmm. be uh, two students get into a fight and they go to the principal's office and they're in Alabama in the 1940s and the white student gets sent back to class. The black kid gets expelled from school. Yep. Right. That sort of thing. Okay. Uh, an example of it in scripture 
that refers to giving someone their due or uh, providing the care for them necessary. Uh, this comes from Deuteronomy 18, and it has to do with the priests, right? Remember the job of the priests was, you know, your sole focus is to, you know, uh, care for God's people to stand in the place uh, to be mediators. There yeah. it is. <laughs> I was going to get there eventually, right? And how were they supposed to live? Well, they didn't have a land inheritance. That's right. So they couldn't go out in the fields and work. They had a job to do. That's right. Mediating for God's people. So they were supposed to live off the tithe and the, yeah. the offerings that were given yeah. to the temple for their livelihood. Yeah, that's right. So in like the story of Nehemiah, for example, we see that he comes back after his trip to Babylon and he's back in the land. He sees that the priests have had to go back to their fields, right? It's not good. Yeah. You know, they haven't been taken care of. They have The people haven't been giving them justice. They haven't been caring for them as they ought to. Um, and in Deuteronomy, it says that you must give the priests their mishpat, mm. their, their mis- excuse me, their mishpat. Uh, th- Shanghai, I'm from Shanghai. I say Shanghai around here. I'm Anyways. gonna ignore all this. Now, hold on. Okay, so go ahead. So what you're saying is that mishpat is referring to giving to this the the intercessory work mm-hmm. the, the levitical priesthood what they were due that's right so they were rendering a service so could i understand that as justice is making sure everyone has all their material needs met you you can understand it that way <laughs> i just i want to be careful here yeah. that scripture in this instance the the injustice is that the people of israel are breaking their covenant obligations well, yeah, God has yeah, given them. that's so right. They're, they're, they're going against God's instruction and yeah. God's law and they're yeah. failing to do what God has told them to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I um, mean, the, doing justice, doing mishpat in the Old Testament is also leaving uh, a little bit on the edge of your field for the poor to go and reap. Yeah. It's, it's not uh, making sure that every poor person has just as much as every rich person. Right. But it is making sure that a poor person doesn't die in your community if you can help it. Right. Right. In the same way, it means, and this is me applying the principle here, uh, it means that uh, you don't let your pastor go hungry. I mean, if he's yeah. doing labor in the word and he's really serving you as a church, you see that he wants for nothing. So justice is giving people what they deserve. Yeah. Uh, both punitively and in material possession, yeah. whatever is owed to them. Yeah. Um, but that question of well who deserves what right what does that person deserve right that question gets a little more complicated that's right yeah okay. and i'm sure yeah we'll talk but about biblically that. biblically it's giving them what there. they deserve what they deserve that's yeah. right okay um all right on to the next term okay which you'll which you will now pronounce like you went to 12 years of hebrew school <laughs> go on Sedeka. there it is okay all right but it's the word that we often translate as righteousness, righteousness. Jinx. Uh, it can also be translated as just, but it's most often translated as righteousness. Okay. Um, there's another term that I am going to embarrass myself trying to pronounce. Hindiatis. Hindiatis. I don't know. You tell me in the comments if I'm really messing that up. Although pff, none of the people watching this are educated enough to, to know. Uh, it's when you connect two words with an and. Mm. Nice and cozy. That sort of thing. Okay. Two similar concepts connected by name. Why? Why am I doing this? Because this word is uh, almost half of the time that it's found connected to mishpat. Right. So you'll see justice and righteousness mm. used together in in scripture quite often. Nice and cozy. Nice and cozy. Right next to it. So hot example, and steamy. Hot and steamy. Keep going. <laughs> Wet and moist. I'm gonna stop you. Okay. Right Psalm eighty nine fourteen. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. 
Tzedeka. 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 And so put your, put your uh, tongue okay, in the back uh-huh. of your knee. Tza. Tza. Deka. Deka. There you go. Tza Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Mishpat are the foundation of your throne. They're used together. Okay? But they're different. But they're different. Okay. okay? Uh, they're, they're shades here. Um, I, I think when you think about Mishpat, you should most often think of uh, rectifying justice. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's this perfect righteous standard, God's moral law, the way things should be in creation. But because of sin, things are messed up, disjointed, broken, not as they ought to be. And so we apply mishpat to the situation. We go and we rectify it. Mm-hmm. You know, the judge renders the judgment, says you give him this or you're going to get your eyeball cut out. Or, well, eh, you know. Okay. I think that uh, tzedakah is proactive justice or as theologians refer to it, primary justice. Okay. Okay. So what I mean by that is it's, I'll just read Keller. It's the day-to-day living in which a person conducts all relationships in family and society with fairness, generosity, and equity. Hmm. So it basically just refers to living a just life. It's a way of living. Yeah. Being righteous. Okay. The way I interact with my grocer, the way that, eh, Walmart, but you know, 50 years ago, the way I interacted with my grocer. Your self-checkout guy. My self-checkout guy. (laughs) You're doing a good job here. Uh, My friends, my family, my my church community, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just supposed to be righteous in, in all of these interactions. I'm supposed to do what's good and right and true and fair. Yeah. That's what this word most often means. So So things as, things as big as hiring someone telling them what you're going to pay them and then actually paying them that. Yeah. And things as small as uh, you see an old lady drop something and not notice and you run and pick it up and hand it. Sure. Absolutely. So just the way you do life. Yeah. Okay. An example from scripture, uh, Ezekiel 45, 10, you shall have, you shall have just balances, you know, you don't want to have uh, a stone that you say weighs this much. So when you go to measure out your flour, you're really jipping them some, Mm -hmm. um, you shall have just balances, a just ephah, and a just bath. Bath, Hebrew liquid measurement. Okay, but basically the point is, you don't cheat people. Yeah. Okay? In order to have true justice in the world, we need both of these kinds of justice at play. I'm not sure I understand. Okay, well, is I'll try Siri? again. That was Siri. I don't know how. Hey, hey Siri, go to sleep. My Siri doesn't listen Where's to your, your voice. It's in my pocket. Oh. Don't ever try to tell my Siri Sorry. what to do. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, girl. Um, yeah. So uh, you, you need to have both of these at play. You need to have a, a society where virtue, particularly biblical virtue, is taught, infused, practiced. And and then you need to have mech- mechanisms and structures and ideologies in place that correct these things when they don't play out the way that they ought to. Yeah. You need both of these in social institutions and in government and family. The so church. on and so forth. The church. Yes, absolutely the church. All right. Okay, one more thing. Okay. One more aspect to talk about. I'm ready. All of this is grounded in the Imago Dei. Take that, Oxford. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I pronounced it right. But but this is really important. It's very important. This is the whole foundational source of where we get this idea that justice matters. Yeah, that's right. Everything points back to us being image bearers of God. Sure. A bunch of really conservative people that maybe aren't Christians try their darndest to develop a worldview, an epistemology, to have some kind of philosophy that uh, gives them uh, an accounting for their sense of justice and for their desire to do justice in the land. Uh, But 
you can't do it without this. No, you can't it, do it without Christian theology. It always falls apart. Yeah. And it always fundamentally becomes arbitrary, preferential, and non-universal, changing. All the things we would say justice isn't. Right. You know, justice right. is never going to change. Mm-hmm. What's true about and what's just and what's right and yeah. what's good. It's universal, unchanging, <coughs> binding. We are morally obligated sure. to do these things. You sure. don't get that from atheism. No. You can't. No. Uh, and we've been over that before. Yeah. And you don't get it from other false religions. Right. No, and, and even this definition here you started with, Oxford's definition of justice. Yeah. The quality of being fair and reasonable. Yeah. I mean, you can see right there, we've we've removed that from person, mm-hmm. which the biblical definition intertwines that with personhood, yeah. being a person. Yeah. Um, and what's the foundation for fair? What's the standard for fair? Yeah, that's what, right. What do you call reasonable? And yeah. without this this view that we're all image bearers of God and are inherently valuable and worthy mm-hmm. of respect and dignity and fair treatment. Yeah. Based on that, we can get to justice. Yeah, that's right. And when you see people wanting to do away with justice, you always see them attacking the image of God, right? So the Hutus and the Tutsis, right? Uh, they're not humans. They're just cockroaches. Hitler, you know, they're Jews. They're not humans. They're, you know, they're, they haven't fully developed as humans. You know, they're not Aryans. They're not the purest. Uh, the, abortion the unborn child yeah not fully it's human it's just a fetus right uh, uh never mind that that's latin for child <laughs> right but that's the same concept yeah african-americans you're three-fifths of a human being therefore i can own you and murder you yeah yeah so and what we see there if you look closely it's never someone saying we don't need justice it's someone saying no 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 my definition of justice mm-hmm. is the right definition yeah and so everyone thinks what they're doing is just. Sure. I mean, even today, groups that, you know, politically in, in, in this country that we would disagree with, they yeah. think their view of justice is correct. Sure. And we would say, unless it's based in what scripture says justice is, yeah. and the source of that being God and his image in yeah. all human beings, yeah. it's it's not going to work out right. Yeah. The reason why if, if I'm a rich person rendering a judgment and a poor person comes into my courtroom, I have to give him a fair judgment is because his poverty doesn't do away with the fact that he's created in the image of God. Yep. Right? The reason why as a white person in a predominantly white culture, if you were to render a judgment unfairly on a black person, it would be wrong is because his humanity isn't defined by his blackness. His mm-hmm. humanity is defined by the fact that he's created in the image of God. Right? That's right. Um, yeah. So just, yeah, keep that in mind. Anything else we want to add here? No. All right. I think that's it for today. Was that as boring as you thought it was going to be? No, I learned something. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah. I'll listen to this. And then so, right? Uh, next time, maybe we'll talk about the social aspect of... Yeah. Maybe we'll do the history of the term social justice, where that came from. Yep. We'll talk about whether the term is problematic uh, or not, mm-hmm. whether we should feel free to use... Uh, terms without considering their historical context. We may even disagree and argue with one of our kind of personal heroes, Jonathan Lehman. Yeah, a little bit. Give him a little pushback. Yeah. So if you have any interest in hearing stuff about this, send your questions to us. You can put them in the comments on Facebook. Uh, you can email them to us or uh, DC Apologetics at AOL.com. Yeah. <laughs> you can IM us. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes. yeah, thanks for listening and uh, catch you next time. Oh, that was a good sign off. <laughs>